Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Once upon a time, there was a girl whose love for stories would make her the first female filmmaker in the world. Her name was Alice. Alice was born in France and spent a part of her childhood in Chile. She lived with her parents there while her father ran a chain of bookstores. As a child, Elise devoured the stories that surrounded her. She couldn't get enough of the fairy tales and fantasies. In her imagination, cabbage fairies brought babies into the world, and there was nothing more beautiful than a dancer taking her final leaps across the stage. But it wasn't until age 22 that Elise discovered the true purpose of her love of stories. I'm Brenda Chapman, and this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, a fairy tale podcast about the rebel women who inspire us. This week, Alice Guy Blachet. It happened in the basement of the Grand Café in Paris in 1895 when Elise first saw the famous Lumière brothers demonstrate their brand new motion camera. The brothers cut the lights. On a white tarp stretched across the wall was a still image of the Lumière's camera factory. Suddenly, the image sprang to life. Laborers spilled out of the factory. They stopped to chat, to peer into each other's lunch buckets. Remarkably, the pictures moved something Elise had never seen before. This was a kind of magic. Elise knew she could use it to make stories come to life. Now, she just had to convince everyone that she was the one to do it. Paris in the 1890s bloomed with new possibilities for young women. For the first time, universities opened their doors to them and they were allowed to pursue careers of their own. Alice was 19 years old when a family friend told her about a job opening for a secretary at Gaumont Essy. It was one of the first camera companies in France. With new advancements in technology, the company was booming. Alice arranged an interview with the company's president, but when she arrived at the famed Gaumont building, he was nowhere to be found. The front desk clerk was so flustered, he ushered Elise into the company manager's office to interview with him instead. There sat Leon Goumont, the company's manager. Though Leon was impressed by Elise's credentials and professionalism, he told her that she was too young. Elise replied, I will get over that. Leon found that response amusing. Yes, alas, you will, he said. He hired her that day. Alice was a quick study, and she was intensely interested in the cameras the company produced. 
One by one, Elise mastered them all. She learned how to construct them and how to load them with film. With the snap of a shutter, she could demonstrate how they worked. She even learned how to develop the photographs. Her boss, Leon, came to rely on her almost as a partner. She was so knowledgeable that he invited her to attend meetings with him. She was doing a lot more than taking notes. Elise made suggestions on how to use the cameras and innovated improvements to them. She demonstrated this new, exciting technology for clients and coworkers alike. Soon, everyone knew if they had a question about the Goumont cameras, Elise was the one to ask. That was why the Lumiere brothers invited both Leon and Elise to their surprise event at the Society for the Encouragement of National Industries. Auguste and Louis Lumiere, two pioneering filmmakers, had been racing Thomas Edison. They wanted to invent the first motion picture camera that could project an image. And incredibly, they did. The Lumiere brothers played a short film of workers leaving their factory. Nothing special, but to Elise, it was everything. She remembered her days buried in books and realized she could use film to tell stories. This new technology could document people's lives as they happened. The possibilities were endless. Excited and inspired, Elise asked Leon if she could try her hand at the new technology. He agreed, as long as she promised not to let her stenography work fall behind. Elise studied with the Lumiere brothers, drinking in the technical details. But what came out of Elise when she finally made a movie was art. And she chose one of her favorite childhood stories to bring to life, The Cabbage Fairy. It starred two of her friends as the fairies, a doll as a baby, and the cabbages were made out of cardboard. It was only a minute long, but it was one of the first, if not the first, motion pictures that told a story. Elise's first films excited people. She had a good eye for creating a beautiful scene. Plus, she knew the equipment backwards and forwards. That meant she was skilled enough to experiment and invent things. Stunts, color, movies with sound, and even special effects. Elise developed them all. Not only did they show off the Goumont equipment, they delighted everyone who watched them. Her films were so wildly popular that soon Leon named her head of all moving pictures. As she produced her own creations, Elise also taught all the new directors how to make their films, creating the house style. Elise defined the look and feel of all the movies coming from Goumont. Meanwhile, her own work continued to stun and amaze. Her films were lyrical, beautiful, and groundbreaking. Elise was multi-talented, creating movies of all kinds. Romance, drama, comedy. Her musical films were especially popular. She directed actors to lip sync and dance to a phonograph recording. Then, she carefully lined up the image and sound to play together perfectly. Elise innovated sound production almost three decades before the first talking films would be introduced. She synchronized visuals with choreography and pre-recorded songs. Many credit her for the creation of the first music video. 
Elise's fame rose, and she exhibited a film at the 1900 World's Fair in Paris. There, she won the first of many honors for her work, and she never slowed down. While Elise was the head of moving pictures at Goumont, she had a hand in producing, directing, or writing more than 400 films. In an era before a filmmaker was even a word, Elise was an award-winning producer, director, and screenwriter. And for 17 years, she was the only woman filmmaker on the scene. In 1907, Elise decided to strike out on her own. She left her job at Goumont and eventually moved to the movie capital of the world, Port Lee, New Jersey. That's right. Before Hollywood turned on all the lights, filmmakers gathered in New Jersey. They built among the first major production studios in the beachside town, and Elise was right there with them. After she got married, she became Elise Guy Blachet. Her husband, Herbert, had also worked at Goumont, demonstrating cameras. Eventually, the two decided to relocate to New York, where Elise built her very own studio. She named it Solax. And since she was new to American film, she had to come up with a way to make her films stand out. Others made their names with early thrillers and monster movies, but Elise broke out with Westerns. Yes, this French filmmaker was one of the first to bring Westerns to life on the big screen. Her productions weren't all saloon sets either. An Elise Guy Blachet film featured big, exciting, unbelievable stunts. She used real horses, real chases, and real guns. Special effects wouldn't do it for Elise when she needed to blow up a boat. She simply blew up a real boat. Another innovation she brought to filmmaking in America was a new style of acting. At the time, it was normal for actors to treat filmmaking like a series of exaggerated poses. They'd clutch their chests, throw hands against foreheads, and faint on couches. Elise insisted that her actors inhabit their roles naturally. Instead of posing, walk. Instead of gesturing broadly, touch genuinely. People fell in love with the way Elise's actors told stories with their whole bodies and with real expressions. With her techniques, she created a depth and reality that most movies didn't have at the time. This way of acting was so important to her that she put signs all over her studios for everyone to see. The signs said, be natural. Hey, grown-ups. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Listen. I used to be miserable with allergies from about the beginning of April till the end of August. Sometimes my best friend was a cold washcloth over my face. I couldn't taste my food because my nose was so stuffed up. I couldn't go for a run because my eyes were so itchy. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. 
I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for years, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for hikes, cut the grass, and most importantly, stop and smell the flowers. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Elise was proud of being the first female filmmaker in the world. People buzzed around her, eager to learn her techniques. She helped launch several other female directors such as Lois Weber into the business. Lois was a comic actor who studied directing and producing under Elise. With Elise's mentorship, Lois became the first female American director. Elise loved to write movies for and about women. Her stories had women as the heroes. She created many movie stars, including Olga Petrova and Marion Swain. Olga was an early feminist, and she insisted on playing strong roles in her films, like doctors, scientists, and adventurers. Elise also directed the earliest known narrative film with an all-black cast. In a few short years, Solax became the largest pre-Hollywood studio in America. It could produce as many as four films at the same time, and it was the first to start offering full-length feature films. Elise herself was famous. Hundreds of newspapers and magazines wrote articles about this amazing filmmaking giant who just so happened to be a woman. People from all over the United States sought out her expertise. She was even invited to give a lecture series at Columbia University. At her peak, Elise personally earned up to $60,000 a year, about $1.5 million today. But for Elise, it was never about the money. It was about spinning the stories in her head out onto film so she could share them with the world. She wrote an autobiography to make sure she was never forgotten. And then, of course, she sat down with a camera and made a documentary about her own life. In 1968, Elise Guy Blachet passed away at age 94 with more than 700 titles to her name. Her gravestone in New Jersey reads, first woman motion picture director, first woman studio head, and president of the Solax Company. Elise's work helped define what movies could be. Films and filmmakers still use her techniques and innovations, and actors today strive for her ideal to be natural. Today's episode was hosted by Brenda Chapman. Brenda is a writer, storyboard artist, and director who in 1998 became the first woman to direct an animated feature from a major studio. Get to know Brenda in our interview episode. Available now. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls and Boom Integrated, a division of John Marshall Media. It's based on the book series Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Our executive producer is Elena Favilli, Jess Wolf, and Katie Springer. This season was produced by John Marshall Cherry, Sarah Storm, and Robin Lai. 
Corin Peterson is our production manager. This episode was written by Sandra Mitchell and edited by Mighty Vu. Proofread by Ariana Rosas. Original theme music was composed and performed by Electric Barjaki, who has also sound designed this episode. Mattia Marcelli was the sound mixer. Until next time, stay tuned and stay rebel. Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay rebel.